What's up? It's January 3rd. Happy New Year to all of you. And you're listening to episode 82 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's up? My name's Sam Favada. And I'm Brandon Hazelwood. Hey, Brandon Hazelwood. How are you, bud? I'm doing well, Sam. Uh, as well as I can be. Yeah, man. Happy How about uh, yourself. Hey, uh, you know, can uh can't complain. Everything kind of seems a little trivial now as as we uh we speak to you today. It's uh well when you're listening to this, it's actually uh gonna be January 4th. But yes. uh recording today, uh Tuesday night on the the third here. Uh hope your holidays were were all great. Um and certainly uh uh, a hard day in in the sport sports world, and certainly in the NFL, following the uh, suspension or postponement. I'm not sure what the technical term would be of last night's Monday Night Football game uh, in Cincinnati against the Bills and the Bengals, where a couple minutes into the game, uh, safety um, Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin, yeah, sorry, Demar Hamlin, uh, you know, made a what seemed like a routine tackle on uh, T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Bengals, and uh, just got up and then, uh, you know, fell quickly to the ground, and uh, you know, paramedics and medical staff ru- uh, quickly rushed out to him, and he, um, what later found out, suffered a cardiac arrest on the field, and uh, was actually, you know, uh, got his heart back beating on, on the field by the paramedics and was later um rushed away to uh UC Medical Center in Cincinnati where he's uh as, as of this recording still in in critical condition so uh as I as I mentioned in the top everything in the sports world kind of seems a little trivial today but uh we'll do our best to certainly talk about um what we saw what happened last night and 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 try to uh, you know, take a look at the week ahead of week 18 in the NFL and and some some action across the NBA and, and whatnot and, and try to get back to normal on our routine uh, with the Chasing Points podcast. So uh, I guess, Hayes, I'll, I'll, you know, just start with this. Uh, you know, you're it's been almost 24 hours, 20 hours or so since the uh, since we were both watching that Monday night football game, your, your thoughts on uh on on last night well i asked you this first were you watching it live when it happened or you just saw the videos after so yeah so i it's really interesting so i uh put my daughter to sleep mm-hmm. and or no put my son to sleep and went downstairs i actually made a drink and i went to sit down and uh turn the game on and it was a commercial break and then i i, I was flooded with text messages from you from uh my friends about you know what just happened and um i had no idea i turned on the i you know came back from commercial break and that's where um they didn't even replay the hit at that point because you know these broadcasts do such a great job of of you know trying to keep that space and keep that privacy and just um you know the sensitivity of of awful events like this and i actually i uh someone did send it to me because i i just wanted to see what happened i kind of wish i didn't see it but for for this podcast and for just my general curiosity wanted to to check it out so yeah i did not see it live but i would coincidentally tuned in directly after it so so this is one of the 
only Monday night games I was really truly looking forward to um, because it would have been, it could have been uh, the game of the year or one of the games of the year. Uh, so as a fan, obviously you're going into this not thinking uh, what transpired would transpire. Um, so just watching it, I, I just remember, and this may sound uh, insensitive, but I just remember uh, I was sitting on my couch also looking and studying. And I had saw it and I, my jaw just dropped and I was just staring at the screen because at, at first they did show the replay a few times. Uh, because they were trying to see it and, and at first i mean they don't the cameramen are doing what they're supposed to do i have a new found respect for cameramen which i'll tell you about uh shortly after just remind me once we get past this part but um they they were doing their job and showing and they had to show the replays because you're not thinking it was to the level of severity that it actually was no, absolutely not uh, that's so the scary you, thing about it yeah you see guys i mean we've saw two at the beginning of the season concussed twice uh so uh but in in this case just watching this young man uh demar hamlin get up and have all the life in the world after popping back up and then just going lifeless and falling straight back um and just seeing how his hands kind of just like folded on his body uh was super super scary regardless if it, I mean, anytime you see any injury like that and a guy is concussed and loses it, it, it just does not feel right um, to see this. Uh, so my lady, her friends, uh, some of her friends in their group chat are Bills fans and and they were, their chat was blowing up and she was like, why? I, the Bills game must be going on. She's texting me. And I was like, yeah, it was like, and I had seen the video or I, had, I showed her the video so she knew what was going on because obviously I knew I was going to talk about it on here and also had the video from sending to you so you could see what was going on. Um, so she sent back uh, as her friend's friend is a doctor and said that it's th the diagnosis that they assumed at that point in time, obviously this is not seeing the patient in person, was uh, Pometeo Cordis. Um, and I don't know if I said that properly, um, I'm not a doctor or in med school, so I have no idea if I said that properly, but it's a phenom in which a sudden blunt impact to the chest causes sudden death in the absence of cardiac damage. So he did not die, but that cardiac arrest is from that impact. And that's the portion of it that I was informed about, uh, from that blunt impact, which as we see on a, on a weekly basis, uh, during the football season, you have 400 anywhere from 250 pound up to like 400 something pound men running full speed at one another helmet into chest shoulder into chest uh so just thinking about these modern day gladiators that go out there and put their life on the line every single day um throughout the week uh and this is what happens to this young man that's a six round pick uh, fighting to make a difference for his family and get create generational wealth uh, and take care of his family coming from a, a very uh, a poor background in a, a, a 
not so friendly neighborhood. Uh, this young man has been giving back, and I love to see that every what's going on right now with people across the country giving to his foundation. It's I last I checked, it was at four point three million dollars uh, that have been added to this this donation. Uh, but to see this young man lose all life in front of my eyes when I text Harrison and Dame to get back to that, I text them and I was like, I think I just watched somebody pass away on the field. And that was the part that I said, it may sound insensitive, but legit. That was my first thought before they even said anything, Sam, I legit looked at this and I said, I really think that I just saw somebody pass in front of me like this. Now, he has not at this point, um, but I'm also thinking about things that I've seen and, and understand in the medical world of having loss of oxygen to your brain for too long, what it can actually do to your body. And per my understanding, what they've shared several times on the telecast is that they were giving him administering CPR for nine minutes. So that's nine minutes without having oxygen go to your brain, which is yeah. oxygen sensitive uh sure. and we don't, cause major damage yeah there's there's so much going on at that moment who knows what you know obviously they were saying you know there was a, a good amount of time regardless um you know we're not as you mentioned we're not doctors we weren't on the field we're not privy to what's going on here but it was certainly a, a scary sight and you know we've seen uh this is just that was a routine play in in the nfl uh you know uh, and t higgins is a big boy and you got to tackle what six he's like six three six four and uh you know it just looked like you know we've seen it you, we even saw it um you know on sunday with um josh uh sweat your your eagles right like he goes down and like it's like uh, there's that moment and like oh okay he's he's moving he's okay like in all regards like he can at least you know he's he's got the ability to move his his um you know um legs and arms and, and whatnot but you know i i've never seen anything close to that before and and i just tremendous job by i i think the espn telecast i mean the you know, i mean they're the best of the best but you got joe buck trying to you know figure out what's going on but being sensitive to the issue and then and Susie Colbert and and Boog and and um of course Schefter in the in the studio just trying to do unfortunately do their job um in in this regard and, and with especially with football being the last thing on anyone's mind um but yeah just a, a really a tough thing to see uh I couldn't you know just seeing I don't think I'll ever forget like Josh Allen's face or Stefan Diggs face, Joe Burrow coming over there, Sean McDermott's face, Zach Taylor, uh, just a, a tremendous job by these head coaches, man, to, to just know their teams and know what's going on, pulling these guys from the field, talk, you know, just being in communication with each other. And, um, you know, we could, you know, just a, a tremendous job by the, those gentlemen and, and the team to just try to make sense of what happened and, and try to regroup and, and just say, Hey, we're not playing this football game. 
Um, I, you know, we've seen these big hits, as I just mentioned with Josh Sweat, you know, or, um, you know, you, you kind of regroup for a little bit, you know, guy tears his knee up or his shoulder or something and gets carted off and you wait a couple minutes and then the, the play resumes. But when you, you I've never well, seen well, anything just, like this. Well, to that point, people normally put a thumbs up yeah. and they let you know that they're good. That's what, I, that and that's what I meant. Yeah. And that's what I meant with, with sweat being like, you know, okay, he can move, you know, it's, it, it still could be bad, but he, he's okay. Or not, you know, he's, he can move at yep. least at the moment. Um, and again, not a doctor, but, uh, I just yeah, think at this these times and and watching ESPN because they've been covering all day and there's so many other sporting things that happen uh, that were great that we'll talk about as well. But uh, ESPN pretty much covered this all day and I watched most of it. Uh, and Dominique Fosworth, who was the former uh, player president when he was in the league, uh, made a very very valid point and and also ryan clark as well as you you've sent me and i was watching it live with him and scott van pelt uh but i'm gonna mix both of of what they've said uh ryan basically uh reminded everybody to remember that when you're over here looking at your fantasy team and the guy's not doing that and you're saying this guy you know sucks and and you're screaming and whatever we understand that people are fans uh, but these people are literally out there risking their life every second they're on the football field. And just to create potential generational wealth, and that does not go for everybody to Dominique Foxworth's uh, statement, that we see some of these guys that are injured and have these major injuries, Ryan Shazier, uh, what was the young man from uh, Rutgers, uh, Eric... Uh, no, I remember his last name. I, I but you you know who I'm talking about Sam. I, I'm, I'll remember his name. Uh, but you see these major injuries, and then we don't see what happens when these guys retire and and have the CTE uh, damaging their life and continuing uh, to disrupt them mentally. Uh, this is why they fight so hard to try to get health insurance and and people. Uh, when they're doing the collective bargaining and plenty of people have said, you know, they're greedy. They don't need this. I'm, I will always be on the side that the players need some type of insurance after because not everybody's smart with their money. Not everybody is the top tier uh, marketable person that's created multiple businesses or is continuous, continuously a marketable person. Um, so there's not money just coming in left and right. Uh, these guys should have insurance. These guys should be insured. And as they put in their, their life's on the line, their body's on the line every single day for our entertainment. It's entertainment. Uh, and, and they're doing that to create uh, gaps for or a generational wealth for their family. And these guys have come from the hardest of hard places. So when people are saying that they make all this money, they didn't have that money before. They worked to get this. So I just hope these type of things put uh, perspective on things. Uh, to make people realize that these these gentlemen that are out here playing this game are humans just like you and I and have medical conditions just like you and I. The difference is they just are superstar athletes. And that's it. Yeah, no, great. Um, great point there. Yeah, it's it's uh it it was a chilling night for sure. And um yeah, a big a big game and a big just moment NFL being just on you know Monday night football and 
kind of just seems like the the sports world stopped and just our uh you know thoughts are with um the hamlin family and and of of course um you know the the bills the bengals and and the you know the football fraternity um if you will with uh just hoping that hoping that everything is okay as as especially with with football being kind of so far from from what is important right now um and it kind of just puts it into perspective that yeah we we sit here and we criticize you know russell wilson has as many touchdowns as he has bathrooms in his house or nathaniel hackett stinks or Derek carr stinks or you know Tua or whatever you know whatever we talk about here on a, a week-to-week basis and you know it's 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 sports it's just a game at the end of it i know we've that's kind of been something that we've said over the almost two years now that we've been doing this podcast it's you know to have that perspective and um yeah so just uh i i don't know where to to go from this uh well as far we as- should just keep it rolling i mean it's it's we're going to keep it business as usual but there's no way that we weren't going to oh absolutely not start off the show without uh sending praise prayers uh to the hamlin family demar specifically uh but everybody that is affected by this uh i i'm just sending nothing but love uh and positive energy that way uh i want to see this young man continue forward with his life. I want to see his family uh, be able to have their loved one. Uh, and I'm just going to keep praying no matter what. Uh, so I, I definitely will say that, but yeah, we, we will still be talking football. I'll, I'll bring some energy to bring us back up. I promise. Yeah, man. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I don't, don't know what, what more we could do there. I think the NFL and the teams did a, you know, did what they had to do last night. And, um, you know, to anyone that doesn't kind of see the big deal in any of this, and I've seen a lot of that on the internet, unfortunately, today, um, you know, just get lost. Um, Yeah, just, you know, they're just logistics. It's just a game. The NFL said they will not uh, reschedule this game or continue this game or whatever this week. And there'll be no changes as of right now to the week 18 schedule, which, you know, um, kicks off on Saturday. There is no Thursday night football this week. Um, so you, you will see again, I, I, you know, it's just logistics. The NFL figured out how to play and not miss one game during a global pandemic. They played on Tuesdays. They played all over the place. They moved games. They played. There was a whole quarterback room that didn't play. and. You know, for the Broncos, that that one game, they'll, they'll they'll figure this out. That's just you know, that's so far from what's important, especially in Buffalo uh, right now. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Um, but just uh, you know, a, a chilling night in the NFL. So yeah, moving moving it along here. Um, and again, you last thing I want to mention too. There's a GoFundMe, I believe it's called Chasing uh chasing m's or something along those lines that um Demar hamlin set up to you know uh be able to um 
give back to kids in in the community is it was it in the buffalo community or in the pittsburgh community i know pittsburgh, he went to Pitt, where he lives pittsburgh okay yeah so from yeah um you know to you know give back to to kids and uh be able to you know i i believe what was what someone found was originally for like kind of like a toys for tots kind of thing um and it's since evolved i i saw it last night it had like 1.5 million and now it's you know I last saw it at 4.1. You're saying 4.3. Just, and you know, they have Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia is, you it's know, at we, 4.8 right geez. now. Yeah. And it's the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive on yeah, GoFundMe. So, um, you know, you could find it on, on GoFund, uh, GoFundMe. We'll put a link somewhere there too. Um, but yeah, just, you know, a, hopefully, a, you know, a speedy and, and quick just recovery. Um, for Demar Hamlin and and the Buffalo Bills here, and we'll look to to switch gears here. Um, and I, I I think you know what we would normally do here, and what we will do is kind of just look at uh, some of the highlights and lowlights of of Week 17 in the NFL, Hayes. And uh, you know we usually kick it off with winners and losers here. Um, and I, I, we have certainly the same winners. We just spent the last, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes talking about it. But uh, it's the the Bengals and the Bills here, you know. And I, I'm gonna just assume just the the actions by these head coaches and, um, you know, just standing up for their teams and their and their players and um, doing the right thing and just walking off that field last night. Yeah, that's uh, one of it. But just in totality, uh, both teams basically did not care what the NFL said. They said, we're not going out there. I've seen rumors from reliable sources that the NFL didn't say that they were going to postpone it. It's, it was the Bills and Bengals that openly said that we were not going back out there. And that started with their head coach, uh, head coaches going down uh, to, to see uh, players in the tunnels uh, Bengals players going over to the Bills locker room, consoling each other. Uh, Josh Allen and and uh, Joe Burrow embraced each other on the field and also in the tunnel. Uh, a lot of remember, a lot of these players went to the same colleges together, came from the same areas together, so their bonds are are beyond whatever uh, team you're repping. Uh, but the way that they have handled it and and hearing, and I, I'll add to my winner um just the and the players the community the fraternity uh of how they've all spoken out and how they've all protected one of their own uh and and i'll elaborate more on the protection uh later on when we get to our losers uh but yeah that would be why i have them as uh winners yeah and um you know that whole five minute thing i think you know, ESPN standing by what Joe Buck said on the on the the broadcast quote. They've been given five minutes to quote unquote get ready back to playing. That's the word we're getting from the league, and the word we get down on the field. But nobody's moving. And this is I'm just taking this from the Athletic, um, and ESPN standing by that report of that's what they were told in the moment. And that may be just what standard protocol is. Obviously, the most important thing was to make sure that this young man was okay or going to be okay or getting him in the best possible position to make a recovery and then figure it out. So I kind of like, yes, the game should have been called, a, 
you know, you shouldn't have been on that field or been live on TV for that long after it happened. But this, you know, being unprecedented and just making sure that this dude was okay is the most important thing. Um, and, you know, that may have just been standard protocol. Like a guy gets carted off. Okay, give a couple minutes and we're, we're going to get back. You know, never before have I, uh, anyone that, you know, when Adam Schefter says this, when some of the, some of these guys that have played in this league are saying, you know, I've never seen CPR or anything like this administered on the field before. Obviously, it's an unprecedented situation. So um, I just hope this this changes the conversation on getting these guys uh, insurance and covering them and their health. Yeah, and it's been this, a, it's, is, this is this is a prime opportunity to really talk. It's been about a this. pain point for a long time. You're absolutely right. With, you know, even the CTE stuff going back, you know couple agreements ago and and just the adequate you know post-career help for for these nfl players where like the average you know life or you know the career span of an nfl player is what like three years so for every aaron Rodgers and tom brady you're you got a dozen you know uh guys that'll make a practice squad make a make play in a game or two and you'll never see them again uh you know on the football field Yep. So it's it's you know certainly something that I think will that you really need to um, both sides really need to get on board with and and just uh, iron out whenever that CBA is done. But yeah, you're absolutely right um, with that, and hope that you know from something like this we can just uh, kind of make this game safer, and uh, you know for everyone playing it. Uh, and admiring it and and watching it and and all around just uh these these players need to to be protected for sure um yeah so kind of switching gears off off of this monday night football game brandon your next uh your next winner here certainly uh we'll say it's the new york giants but our boy dame who i want to say like five months ago we were kind of laughing at when he was saying the uh I think he said the Giants were going to win the division, but he the did. fact that they're even now headed to the playoffs as a wild card team is, uh, you know, a miraculous feat. But what we were looking at at the beginning of the season, but kudos to Joe Shane, uh, Brian Dayball, and and the the Giants here. Uh, what are your thoughts on on your winners, uh, Dame and the Giants? Uh, Dame is, he did definitely say that they were going to win a division, which I absolutely laughed at, uh, but he then said he, they were going to make the playoffs, which I think we also laughed at, uh, but the giants did make it. They clinched it against the commanders. Uh, so a division game, my buddy was actually at that game. LT walked out as well. So he brought it, they brought a different type of energy. Uh, but, but Dame was, was, was right online. He was on target with where the giants were going to be. They just needed to get some, uh, some real men in the room. And that's here we are. Um, Sam. Yo, your winner of this week. I'm gonna say the Cowboys, um, you know, needed big, uh, big game last week. And they won and, and going forward now too. And, and, uh, you know, we'll get, We'll get to your Eagles, but you know, and all of a sudden now the it looks like hopefully Jalen Hurts can get back on this field. But um, you know, be playing. 
yeah, there'll be, you know, there was conversations in, in Dallas that, you know, maybe week 18, we rest everybody. And now it's, now it's a situation where, hey, we win this game. We, you know, um, and, and some other things break the right way. We, we, uh, we're the number one seed, right? Is that, that's got to be a possibility. Um, so to just kind of see this, I still, I still don't trust this team. I don't trust this coaching. I don't, the same way I don't trust the Vikings. I feel like if we were to do like a power rankings of teams that we trust in the playoffs and we weighed it based on like their seeding, like the Cowboys would be right up there with, if they lost in the wild card round, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised. Um, But, you know, they, they kind of showed you in, uh, in games this year, you know, the good and the bad of, of who this team is. And, uh, you know, it just, you know, big win for them. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll give it to the Cowboys before we, uh, before all the slander we give them throughout the year. Okay. Uh, my next winner is somebody that I've gave slander to. Um, and he still just keeps to be the phenomenal quarterback that he is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people outside of Packer fans and Aaron Rodgers thought they were down and out, but they still, still have a chance um, of making the playoffs. And I don't know if they, I don't think they've clinched yet. I think they have to. So here's some of the scenarios that I following week 17. So it was uh, Packers win two remaining games. Vikings and uh, Detroit Lions and the commanders lose to either the Browns in week 17 or the Cowboys week 18 scenario two, the Packers win the remaining two games and the Giants lose to the Indianapolis Colts, which they didn't do uh, in week 17 and the Eagles in week 18. Um, So that's not going to happen. The Packers win the remaining two games. The commanders lose out. The Seattle Seahawks lose to the New York Jets. Uh, in week 17 and that didn't happen right sam you gotta bring it up it it did not okay I, no i genuinely was not making oh, fun yeah, i no, was the, uh, i was the literally Jets got embarrassed yeah geno smith geez, revenge this tour guy continues. always thinks i'm trying to attack him i no no i did you know. this, this uh you know for i i'm bummed about this jets team uh i didn't get to you watch a lot of this game for a lot be. of different reasons, but, uh, but we ain't talking about your goddamn jet, Sam. So we're getting back to this. Uh, <laughs> Los Angeles Rams. I just wanted to week take eighteen. It. No, we're not gonna let you soak. I just wanted to hijack uh, <laughs> your winner segment. Hush, you're not talking team. about your Jets and the New Orleans Saints lose to either the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 17 or Carolina Panthers in Week 18. Scenario four. I'm not gonna keep going through all these because there's like seven scenarios, but. You get the point. They still have a chance uh, with multiple scenarios. And that's saying a lot from what, like five or six weeks ago, Sam, when it looked like they didn't have a chance at all to get there. Aaron Rodgers was still talking about his wide receiving core. Uh, everybody's still questioning if losing Devontae Adams was a uh, uh, the downfall of their season, which I'm sure that's still extremely impactful. Uh, but they still have a chance to to make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers doing what he, he does and just flings the ball into the tightest of windows possible. So shout outs to them. Um, I will put some respect back on your name, Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, I uh, the I have the Packers as a winner here too. Just you know, I think the one great thing about this podcast and just who we are as friends and as sports fans is we'll own up to when we are wrong about something. Mm-hmm. And there were like, as you mentioned, like six weeks ago, I think it was was it a loss to the Eagles, where I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. Um, it was done. I was saying they were done and, too. And Rodgers was, you know, had banged up finger and what else mm-hmm. was wrong with him? I don't even, you know, everything's a blur today. It's, it's, yeah. but, um, <laughs> you know, I was saying, do we just, do you just sit Aaron Rodgers and play Jordan Love and see what mm-hmm. you got? And, you know, uh, to kind of take it from there. And, you know, I was wrong, <laughs> definitely wrong there as the, the Packers are, are certainly in the hunt here. Um, and, you know, you you don't want to you know Aaron Rodgers is is still showing that he's uh you know a capable quarterback and a two time reigning MVP here. I know he's won a couple more, but you know uh, all of a sudden this Packers team is as you mentioned just looks dangerous again. Um, and and kudos to them for not you know completely falling uh, going down the drain here and and. Uh, kind of regrouping and and just playing the schedule in front of them and even though they've lost some uh some bad games they've they've won when it it's counted too so that's what brings them to the situation so well you know who didn't win when it's counting your first loser and they lost to the team that we were just talking about so who is your first loser sam man I've I've also apologized a couple weeks ago, thinking that saying you know I was wrong about the Minnesota Vikings, but I think they're uh, um, you know Danny Green, f- fittingly enough, just you know they are who I thought they were, mm-hmm. um, and y- you got to win this game, and you were losing to the Colts, and we gave you all the praise in the world for having the biggest comeback ever, but I you know you needed to win this game, and they're twelve and four. And the four losses they've had, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're like to the most important teams, you know? Yeah. They're they're losing, like, they're losing these games that they they can't lose. Yes, they went into Buffalo and they beat the the Bills, right? But, like, you know, they lost to the Eagles. They've lost to the Cowboys embarrassingly. They almost lost to the Colts embarrassingly. Um, uh, And, and, you know, you have this Packers team. I'm missing somebody else. I, I don't quite remember, but yeah, uh, it's a, it's, it's a way to, to go. And I think teams, um, you know, when we talk about teams, you trust in the playoffs, I don't, I don't have any trust in, in this team as it's, you know, presently constituted right now, like, um, Kirk cousins and I don't, yeah, losers, Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's not all here, but I got I'm not all here. Um, Sorry. My loser is Gardner Minshew. Um, and uh, Minshew Mania, you can take that shit and throw it somewhere else because I'm done with it. I'm just done with hearing it. Uh, I've seen some watching some great footwork all season in that uh, midnight green. And then to see some of the worst footwork in that midnight green under center uh, is Gardner Minshew. And I just want to shout out to Micah Parsons from my favorite Penn State and also the idiot Chris Sims uh, for your stupid takes 
on saying that this is a plug and play offense and you can put any quarterback in there and it essentially would be still this high caliber team uh, that has been proven uh, to be absolutely wrong, uh, which realistic people knew. Uh, Chris Sims has now been crying about it and cussing out ESPN about it. But this was your terrible take. It's OK just to say that you're wrong when people are wrong. It's OK to say you're wrong. Move on. People forget things very, very quickly. But what I won't forget quickly is how terrible Gardner Minshew has been for the past two weeks with the pick sixes. I've seen more picks with him out there all season. Then you see Jalen because I think he's only thrown four this whole entire season. Uh, and Gardner did that in two games. Um, he's not the only one uh, on the team that has to uh, account for some of the, these woes that they have here. Even though the Eagles almost beat the Cowboys with just Gardner Minshew. Um, but it's clear as day to me. This team goes nowhere without Jalen Hurts. So I, I'm very, very happy. I, I will ask you this as I want to keep transitioning to your next thing, but do you think with having Gardner play these past two games, it is a sure lock for Jalen Hurts to prove that how valuable he is to this team and that he should win the MVP? I think if you break it down to the, the essence or the nuance of the word most valuable player, I, you know, you know, the chiefs would be in the same situation if Chase Daniel was under center for him yep. and not Patrick Mahomes mm -hmm. and you know, Case Keenum for Josh Allen and, you know, all these other, you know, I, I think Jalen is playing like he is part of that top group of quarterbacks in the NFL. I okay. think he's very important to that team. He's very important to the culture. I I don't know where the numbers stand up. Who is your MVP? It's I, based off of what um, Gardner's done and and how the play of Jalen Hurts and how fine, even when he doesn't have it, he finds plays to win. Uh, I would love Jalen Hurts to win. I don't know if missing two games, I think missing two games as much as it would help you to say, hey, see this, you know, I, I'm i part of this and I am the key to this engine, you know, this vehicle. I, you know, I drive this, this offense. I drive this team. I think as much as it helps that he wasn't there and they stunk without him. It also hurts him because he's missed two games of stats. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, if Patrick Mahomes won, I'd be fine with it. If Jalen Hurts won, I'd be fine with it. I think, you know, he Fair. he definitely, he's he has shown that Chris Sims should just quickly walk that back. Yeah, and he, well, I, I don't Sims know. Chris Sims should walk a lot of things back. Yeah, and I liked Chris Sims too. But I don't. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a another like just foolish kind of take, you know. Well, do you think this is foolish? Because your next pick is a guy that is no longer starting for the Los Angeles or Las Vegas, excuse me, Raiders. Who's your loser, Sam? Yeah, Derek Carr, man. Uh, and then you have Jared Stidham of all people coming in and and just you know having a you know having a good game, and being like, man, who's this? But uh, looks like benching Derek Carr means it's the end of the Derek Carr era in Vegas. And they, I guess if he gets hurt, um, by the new, the new, uh, league year, which usually starts at the beginning of March, if he is hurt and fails a physical, they're on the hook for like $40 million over two years. 
So, you know, smart call to in that regard. If, if you know he's not your future and there's a chance he's probably not going to be on this roster next year, see what you got instead of avoid the avoid the issue of, of getting Derek Carr hurt. But since Derek Carr was drafted in 2014, he was a second-round pick from Fresno State. Um, 26.1 points per game allowed by the Raiders' defense, mm-hmm. and hundred which is most in the NFL, and 157 takeaways, which is fewest in the NFL. So as much as Derek Carr has been like average or slightly above average at times, He's kind of been like the scapegoat of this failed experiment in now Las Vegas. So let me ask you this. So if you believe that he's the scapegoat for this, which I also agree with you because of his stats and shows that, uh, he also has not gotten the Raiders anywhere. And obviously we know who used to be the head coach and what type of show they were running over there. Uh, Do you think this is the right time for them to move on from him? Uh, they're going to be uh, higher in the lottery. There's going to be some solid quarterbacks in there. Do you think this is the right move for them to do this right now and move on from Derek Carr? Look, Derek Carr is two regime ago, was drafted two regimes ago at this mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before, I don't even remember who the cook was. It Jack Del Rio before Gruden? Like, I don't even remember who drafted Derek Carr, but it was... As I just mentioned, 2014, that's eight years ago in the NFL. It's a long time. Uh, Josh McDaniel certainly didn't um didn't take him, uh, didn't, you know, didn't didn't draft him. Um, and you plug in a guy like Jared Stidham who knows McDaniel's offense and um looked pretty good. I'm not saying Jared Stidham is the answer under center for Vegas, but I, you know, yeah, I think I think it's time to move on from Derek Carr. Um, I think, as I just mentioned, they avoid being on the hook for $40 billion if he gets hurt. Dennis Allen was the head coach. Dennis Allen, okay, who's now the the head coach in New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as of right now, they have the eighth pick in the draft. If the season ended right now, they're 6-10. They're and 10. I don't know what the next thing to do uh, in Vegas. I mean, there's certainly the Brady rumors. Do you get a more established guy? Um, to like a Jimmy G to come in there and run that offense, or do you just kind of, you know, you're in the territory to get a guy like Will Levis or or CJ Stroud or, you know, maybe even Bryce Young, but that kind of looks, you know, kind of looks like he's going to go one overall. But, um, you know, is it? I don't know what the next step is, but I I think they're done with Derek Carr. What do you think? I I like Derek Carr. I think he's a stand up guy, but. I think that it's it's shown like even with all the stats, like he's just not the guy that gets over the hump. And I don't think he has since he's been there. I also think this has been arguably the most talented team on paper that he's had since he's been a Raider. Um, and it went nowhere. To your point, I, I also believe it's systematic with uh what's his name? Uh Josh McDaniels, who I can't stand as a, a coach at all. And I, I don't <laughs> I just think he should stay offensive coordinator, but I also am not person a person to stunt somebody's growth. Uh, you should go from there, but this is just speaking from my perspective. I he hasn't really every time he's had an opportunity, he doesn't really show too much. Um, but Dude, I, I haven't heard one person like endorse Josh McDaniels while he's been with Vegas. They and won't. All his former former teammates, um, 
you know, just or former players, you know, players like when he was in Denver, like just continue to bash him. Yeah. Know? Well, that says something about him. He, if he he sounds like a, a Chip Kelly, Adam Gase type guy that you, you're just not a likable guy. This is my system and you're going to do it. And it is what it is, which doesn't bow well in this, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's time for them to move on from Derek Carr and get a younger quarterback. Um and see what it's going to be. They they got the prize that they need to get. If we're talking from a business perspective, they got Devontae Adams in the building for a huge contract. That's that's what you, you use your leverage in that situation, as scummy as that may sound, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, and, you know, last thing, Mike Mayock and John Gruden did not help this offense, uh, this team at all. Oh, so yeah, we're getting rid failed, of the picks. Yeah, and, 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 and the failed draft here. picks. Mm-hmm. And now you have Josh uh, Jacobs on a, you know, this this regime didn't pick up his fourth year option and i i didn't criticize at the time and i understand it now but like yeah this team has is empty you know like the, yeah there's hunter renfro and Devonte adams and darren waller and some pieces on the defense um but and you know this team should be a lot better uh and you know hopefully there's the right people in place to do that but yeah i i agree i would take their car on the jets right now though I don't blame you. Uh, but speaking of a team that should be a lot better, uh, that I thought was going to be better uh, this year. Um, and they definitely, well, actually, to be honest, I don't think I thought they were going to be better. I thought they, yeah, I did. I'm not going to lie. I did because I thought Matt Ryan would at least be able to get them into the playoffs, which Carson didn't do. So I'm clearly talking about the Colts here, uh, the Jeff Saturdays, as they like to call them. Um, might as well call them the Monday blues because that's what they always got because they just absolutely are getting blown out every step of the way. Uh, I, I just can't believe they're down to Nick Foles as their quarterback. Like down to Nick Foles as their quarterback. And, and I said earlier that the Giants beat the commanders. I didn't mean to say that. They beat the Colts. Uh, and <laughs> seeing Nick Foles on the ground somewhat hurt and Thibodeau doing a snow angel right next to him and, and, and just seeing the offense not being there. I mean, Jonathan Taylor uh, injury prone this whole season. It's like he, he almost gassed himself out the season prior to uh, I don't, I can't even tell you who's their, their top wide receiver. Um, Michael Pippen. There you go. I I couldn't think of that if you literally asked me at a random time in the day. I don't know. Yeah, he's certainly he had a good year last year. In the offense. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. Um, yeah, there's there there's a lot of questions that need answers in this team. A Jeff Saturday in their during a five game losing streak with the Colts in the fourth quarter, they're being outscored like 84 to three. And a lot of that is the Vi- that Vikings game where they came back. Yeah. And just put like 30 unanswered points on the board, but still like 84 to three, even if you take out those 30 points in the last five games in the fourth quarter, you're being outscored 54 to three, yeah. like wild, man. You don't win football games that way. Um, Jeff, Jeff Saturday may be a leader of men, but there, you know, and he might be a really good guy and he might be a potential hall of fame center one day, but like, I, I don't, 
you know, I would not be surprised knowing who the owner of the Colts is if if Jeff Saturday is back next year. Um, but there's a you know a lot needs to change in Indianapolis. Um, this this team's not good. And as as for the Thibodeau thing, like I only I saw quickly a replay of that. He mm-hmm. he made the sack on Foles and quickly did the snow angel thing, right? Like he didn't know the dude was just like hey, I don't think he, he, he immediately went yeah. right into it. Yeah, yeah so that's like, what he didn't look like. at him and then like go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. So but still, um, you know, great year by Kayvon Thibodeau, but um not what you want to see for sure. But kind of just the uh the epitome of of the cult season, right? Is that kind of image there. I think it, you know, you could say it's classless. I think Jeff Saturday said that, but well, um, you're another kind of team that's team. uh another team that's that's also kind of in the same category is your team, the Jets. You have them as one of your losers this week. Uh why is that, Sam? Yeah, because they lost a game they needed to win uh in Seattle. It's definitely a hard place to play with a guy who was their starting quarterback ten nine, ten years ago, but still like um needed to win this game, did not do anything to to win this game the offense did not exist um you know we will i say we as a jets fan will finish this season under 500 and with all the the momentum that this team had you know even with without zach wilson and then zach comes back and does just enough to to win and then he does just enough to lose all these games and then mike white comes in and the schedule gets tougher and you know uh the the future of this team under center is not on this roster. Um, you know, they, they need to to make some improvements um for sure. But I, you know, I, I certainly still like what Joe Douglas and, and Robert Sala have done, although I'm curious about all the receipts that Robert Sala was was taking. I want to know what happened to those because at best you're finishing the season with eight wins if you win next week in Miami. Don't um, worry, other teams two. are gonna use those receipts. You yeah. know that. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, it's it's unfortunate to see where we basically were at the highlight of their season, which was beating the Bills. We were at that game uh, to now see where the Jets are and trying to figure out who's their quarterback going forward, which I'm still sure is going to be Zach uh, Wilson. But I, I just just all the slander that he has at this point in time uh, now having to combat you know, the Mike White fans, I'm sure that uh, Joe Flacco will not be there next year. He's like, what, one year deal, right? Yeah, they've just they've gone year to year with him. Yeah, I'm not so, sure what his status is. I'm sure they'll probably get another younger backup uh, that they can find uh, to be potentially serviceable if they're going to bring back uh, both Mike White and and Zach Wilson, which I'm assuming they both will be back there. Um yeah, it's just it's disappointing, especially with that defense. There's a lot of I love sauce. Uh, I love what's what's happening over on that side, right? It's it's and there's a lot of good young players too uh, on on the offensive side with Wilson as well too. Uh, both Wilsons, right? I mean, well, Garrett Wilson is your wide receiver, correct? Yes, yes. Ohio State rookie wake of up, the year. Garrett wake Wilson. up, Sam. Um, so yeah, I think they uh, have rookie some, of the year, some, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Okay. I, we heard that anyway. Um, he's got to get this in here somehow, some way. He needs one victory. So, Sam, I'm going to let you get your defensive victory. rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. 
Okay. Yeah. He's now he's trying to try to make up and act like he just didn't want to do that. Look, I, <laughs> I, I don't care if Zach Wilson's on this team next year. He mm-hmm. had, okay. He, he missed a lot of training camp. He missed the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. He didn't play that great. Then those bonehead comments, he gets benched. And then Mike White gets flattened like a pancake against the, the bills. And Zach Wilson comes in for t- two games needing to play well and could not even do that. Could barely break 100 yards. Like, Zach Wilson, if you put his first 20-something games up against Jamarcus Russell, there are categories where Jamarcus Russell beats him out. And yes, Jamarcus Russell was a much more talented quarterback yes. than Zach Wilson was. Jamarcus Russell just didn't want to put in the work. I'm not saying Zach Wilson doesn't want to put in the work. I just think it's become clear and clear that Zach Wilson looks like a dude from a mid-major school that had one really good year mm-hmm. and one really good mm-hmm. throw in a combine or a uh, whatever it's called in shorts. That's yeah. what it looked like. And that's a major, it's a, we love Joe Douglas. I think we talk about him every week, how great he is and what he's done to build this football team, but he whiffed on this pick. You can't sit you can't sit in a room with Zach Wilson after what he has said all year long and say like, oh yeah, that's our leader, that's our starting quarterback. The dude you know, it's especially when you're interviewing Justin Fields and and the rest of those quarterbacks in that class too. I think he still has a chance. Uh, I think he if he does as I mentioned on this this podcast numerous amounts of times, this offseason is going to be the most crucial offseason for him because it's going to go one or two ways. He's going to either go the Johnny Manziel, uh, Josh Rosen route, Carson Wentz route, or it's going to go, I listened to what everybody said. I took the criticism. Now I'm going to shut everybody the hell up and I'm going to ball out. All he needs to do is come out there and just shut people up, not say anything. When he's asked questions, say the right things keep it very minimalistic and move on. And I think he can do that. So it's, I, I don't like his attitude. So I hope this is a reality check in this, this change. Cause I I'm all, all for people changing, but we can see where, where this would go. Um, I'm, I'm the biggest, probably one of the biggest people to see change in this situation about the whole organization, uh, except for Ron Rivera, uh, <laughs> is the commanders. They need all types of change. Uh, they had an opportunity to clinch and get into the playoffs uh, by playing on Sunday against the Browns. Uh, it kind of made it a, a bigger deal after when they interviewed Ron Rivera. Uh, can't speak. Ron Rivera. Uh, Riverboat Ron. Yeah, steamboat, big boat. Um, just knowing that he didn't know that they had a chance of clinching. But as a coach at times, you you are supposed to know that, but also they're focusing on the Browns, Um, which, by the way, Deshaun Watson didn't look that bad. I don't know if you saw any highlights, but he didn't look that bad. Um, But just starting Carson Wentz, like I would have never even thought about starting Carson Wentz ever again. I think we've seen more than enough that we need to see from Carson Wentz. And sure enough, he gets in the game and he throws two picks. That's what Carson Wentz is. That's what he's fallen to. He's another one of those guys that, you know, was hot, had a 
had a good season at uh uh which called North Dakota or and then you're out here just not doing what people expected you to do with the talented arm that you had and the mobility that you had uh the commanders just from the organization down to the field there's a, there's a lot of great players but to have that talent out there and not do anything with it is is a travesty and i'm saying that as a division rival i it's just wild to see the commanders not be anything sam yeah it's um it's a tough spot obviously we we know everything off the field that's going on with this washington team but um you know you it's interesting that like Ron Rivera had was like clueless to the fact that what the playoff implications of a win or yeah. loss were yeah. when it's like kind of like why like I hope he's getting the same kind of criticism that like people do with all these like stat nerds. It's like the full well, the fourth down percentage, you know, the the chances of making this fourth down mm-hmm. were better than a field goal or you know whatever it is like he kind of deserves that. I mean, the team laid an egg. Carson Wentz, I, I threw for what just 143 yards, three picks, um, and I don't, you know, Taylor Heineke's had his moments of of good and bad this season, but mm-hmm. you're in this position now not because of what Carson Wentz did, it's because of what Taylor Heineke did under center, or at least what the team did while Tyler Heineke was under center. I don't know what they owed Carson Wentz at this point. Um, you don't want to lose your your job to injury. Of course, that's like a taboo thing in the NFL, but mm-hmm. you know, and you know, we covered that a little earlier in the season with Jameis, but like I I don't I don't understand the move. I know we talked about it off air when it was um when it was announced that Wentz was gonna start. But yeah, I don't I don't see why Carson Wentz deserves that um opportunity, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they do either, but I, I do know what I want to do here. What do you want to do? I want to give a special loser to skip uh rubber face Bayless. Um the loser of all losers. I'm absolutely sick and tired of this man still having a platform and saying the things that he said uh about some of the greatest people ever, and one even being his co-host. Uh, if you don't know what I'm referring to, uh, on Undisputed, on Fox Sports, it's Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. And recently, Skip trying to defend Tom Brady uh, basically minimized Shannon Sharp's career. For those that don't know, Shannon Sharp is one of the greatest tight ends to ever play football, period. One of the greatest football players do pay to play period and top one three, of the biggest, tight end? huh top three tight end yeah Tony yeah Dallas, I, him and Gronk. I, I would yeah. say so i would say Helen so winslow senior maybe i don't know he's right I there mean, man antonio gates is antonio up there gates, too you know what i mean so, man, yeah, right there yeah. Shannon Sharp. so it's he he's done this he's he's ridden lebron james coattail for his basically since LeBron came into the league and and this is all he does is criticize, criticize, criticize one of the greatest basketball players ever. Uh, and, and if that wasn't enough with all the, some of the other dumb takes that he's had, uh, we talked about at the beginning about DeMar Hamlin and, and some of the tweets that he put out. I don't even want to give him time that you can check it out if you want to or not, but 
some of his tweets, if you just read through them, it's it's not uh, vulgar or anything like outright disgusting, but it is knowing who the individual is, if that makes sense, uh, how Skip lays things out and says things and it, it, in questioning essentially like if they should play almost. Um, I, I just, I'm really over Skip. I, I would love to just cuss and cuss and cuss, but then I wouldn't just be just as bad as this individual. Uh, I, I just hope he gets his platform stripped from him. And I, I think it's super telling to me today that on the show, because I just wanted to watch briefly to see at the beginning, he didn't, ha- he didn't apologize. He had this, he didn't, some, he didn't apologize. He, didn't. But he had this crazy soliloquy at the beginning and Shannon Sharp didn't come to the show. So I think that's telling both of those things are telling to me. Uh, yeah, apparently the Fox execs basically told him to clarify his tweet and apologize today. Um, I'm I'm sure if they didn't, we wouldn't see anything like this. But oh, this you just... sure as hell. I didn't even know that. You know, he sure as hell wouldn't have said. Not yeah, a damn thing. I, I only saw a clip that was going around Twitter of his quote unquote apology. That was an mm-hmm. apology. Yep. Um, And, it, you know, he's sitting there like wrestling about not wanting to do the show and thoughts yeah. and prayers and all yeah. this stuff and and look we we spent 20 so minutes on this we we have had heavy hearts for the last day about this situation like you know it's it, it's it's awful um but you know it's just like things that he says just it's just like a walking contradiction it's like he he's just a, like the he's hot troll. take machine he's like he says it he doesn't give a two shits about what he says or who he hurts he lacks any kind of compassion towards the situation when he's forced to apologize and then he just continues on it's the same thing like i didn't even want to talk about him today like i knew we were going to and i knew you were going to light him up and if you didn't i would but like um yeah it just doesn't deserve i don't watch his show i I only tuned in on those those Twitter things or read some articles today, but like, man, just read the room. Like, I, I, I get it. The like he was questioning the logistics of like how they can go on from playing this game, and I think if it was just a situation where, as we mentioned, Hamlin gets like knocked out and he comes to and he gets stretched off and. They take five, 10 minutes and they continue to play the game. And, you know, unfortunately, that's we've seen that way too often during an NFL game. That's that's like one thing. But the dude stopped breathing on a football field and needed CPR. Like, read the room, bro. Like, I, I don't even care if they were just knocked out or tore the ACL. It's, or it's fair, like too. That. That's it that's fair. I'm not saying not a damn thing. Skip Bayless yeah. is a piece of shit. And this is what people see. People that look well, like I'm not him defending him like. at all, dude. I know not you're not. I know all. you're not. I trust me. I know you're not. I'm just amped up about him. And I'm just amped. I, it just irritates me that so many people like him have a platform and are so insensitive to things, as you just alluded to. It just it really, really kills me watching this. It's it just disgusting to see over and over again his his takes just to get some clout he is a, a living troll and i i think his time has passed we can we can do without skip bayless live on the air i 100 oh, say well, that's that. totally yeah yeah i totally agree with that but 
he achieved what he wanted to achieve, whether he even realized it or not, because he's so he's when you've been doing he's like 70 something years old, like when you've been doing this for so long, like it just it's kind of like, you know, like a, a compulsive liar. They just like they they can't even tell the difference between reality and like yep their lies. Right. And it's just like he may not even know that he's doing it on purpose. I want to give him that benefit of the doubt and i don't even think he deserves that it's like you know he just kind of says it and and who was the most viewed twitter profile last night it was probably his and and i'm sure his show did better than Stephen a show today but who cares you know like again it's not and i I, you know i commend the the first take people of the get up crew and we already mentioned you know uh everyone last night in a really tough spot there but yeah i'm done with skip ellis too man Peace. Yeah. Bye. Let's get into our week 18 picks. We should start banning people conversations of the show. I was close to doing it with like Aaron Rodgers, but we can put Skip on there. No, I'm definitely fine with that. That's my only time that I'll mention him unless he says something really, really ridiculous that tops this one, uh, which is possible. Yeah, but uh, pick time, you know, week 18 last uh, week in the uh, NFL season, the NFL does a great job of of a couple years ago put making these divisional games and kind of putting a little more um energy behind some of these uh matchups here so we'll quickly run through it we're pretty uh we're pretty on board here with with our picks but we'll run through them anyway here chiefs at the raiders uh we're both going chiefs here titans at the jaguars i have no reason to believe the titans are going to uh do anything here um Go Jags. We both have the Jags there. Uh, big game for the Bengals and the Ravens here. Uh, we're going Bengals here. Vikings visit Chicago. Both have the Vikings. I almost wanted to troll them and just put the Bears, but <laughs> I didn't. Um, Jets at Dolphins. So there's no... Uh, you have the Dolphins. I have the Jets. There's probably no Tua this week, right? But I'm, I am picked the Jets here because, of course, they're going to win because this game means nothing. So... That's my pick there. You have the Dolphins. Any reason why? Uh, just because I think the Dolphins, would they lost three in a row. Yeah. I feel like, like, feel like they got to win one somehow, some way. So that's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. Bucks. Uh, the Bucks have clinched the NFC South. Uh, we both have them against the Falcons there. And, uh, Oh, I missed one. Hey, Patriots at the Bills. Both have the Bills there. Um, thanks, Brandon. <laughs> Panthers at the Saints. Both have the Panthers. Texans at the Colts. It's saying something, man, when you're picking literally the worst team in the league to beat the Colts at this point. The two-win Texans, we both have yeah. them. Yeah. Even though they're away in Indy. Uh, Cardinals at Niners, man. We did not speak about the Niners enough here. I know you'll get to them in a second with your power rankings. Both have the Niners there. Cowboys at uh, the aforementioned Commanders both have the Cowboys there. Rams at the Seahawks. Um, go Seahawks. We both have the Seahawks there. Both have the Eagles as the Giants come to town. Hopefully, Jalen Hurts is back under center there. Big game in Philadelphia. The Chargers visit Mile High. We both have the Chargers there. And the flex game for Sunday Night Football is where we differ too. Lions at the Packers, and it's probably gonna be cold as hell in uh in Green Bay there, but I'm going Lions 
just because I just feel good about it. But I originally had the Packers here. As I mentioned at the top, both of our winners this week were the Pack. Um, but we felt good about this Lions team all year, so I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is just on a mission, and he's throwing darts out here right now. Yep. And his receiving core has has grown up, and you can see the talent that they have. And this is why the Packers, it's hard to argue the Packers system because it continues to work. They draft guys that aren't the top-ranked guys and make them into their own guys, and they just flourish. I mean, it also helps when you have have consistently over what, like, two decades or a decade decade and a half uh hall of famers right back to back yeah. it, it 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 makes it easier at that point in time um so that's the the reason why i'm going with the pack um, yeah i think the packers will win but i'm rooting for the lions here i i mean i always root for the lions except when they go for uh, uh against my team so there's that uh well that's top 10, top well 10. For the lions yeah top 10 man brandon's top 10 through week 17 Hayes, it's your last power rankings before we get to the playoffs who you got number 10 jags uh i think trevor lawrence has put a small trailer out of what is to come next year and i would be scared if i'm teams because he's just going to get better and it's wild to see what he's done already and he's kind of just got his feet under him. I mean, with ETN back there now evolving as well, uh, that young punch, the, form, the former uh, Clemson teammates, are you're going to see something there. And I, I love what, what Dougie P is doing down there with the team and the energy that they're bringing. So uh, Jags, Jags at 10. Yeah. Um, we criticized this team with all the money they spent and um, the joke and tanking of a season. They done. Yeah, the joke of a season they had last year with the Rumeyer, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, do you imagine if Doug Peterson had this team uh, last year too? Just sure. Trevor Lawrence is something special. And, yeah, uh, I think this Jags team is going to be on everyone's tongue uh, at the start of next season for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Ravens, they've been on a super roller coaster this season. Uh, I don't know if Lamar is going to to play this game or not. Uh, even with that said, in Lamar not playing, they still. Uh, I think have a playoff opportunity. I think it's wild card at this point in time, uh, but I don't have faith in this Ravens team. I, I, there's a lot that they, I feel they have to review in the off season uh, because this team, the way that they have it built right now is not going to do much. They could, if everybody stays healthy, but they also have been having injury bugs for like the past two to three years and the Ravens have not gone anywhere. So I don't know what they need to do or invest into, but they need to look into that. Um, and number eight, the Chargers, uh, quietly moving back, moving up, uh, as they keep winning. Uh, but it's still such a disappointing season as to where we thought they were going to be. And I mean, like top two in the league, uh, they're nowhere near that, but they are getting better. And I, I absolutely believe they are a wild card right now. Sam, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe so. Let me confirm. So, so, yeah, I just, and this is all with, with Herbert still with his ribs hurt, which we haven't talked about since it happened and they're out there balling. So shout out to the chargers at number seven, the Vikings. Uh, I almost at times say I'm going to put the Vikings like 20th, 
what their record is what where it is. Like, and it's just like, you, I just don't know. Like, they in, in the big matches, which is crazy because this is what they talked about when, and, and I'm being a homer on this one, but they talked about Jalen. Well, they're not really beating anybody, blah, blah, blah. Well, they, they've beaten some people. And, and when it comes to the Vikings, the only team that they beat were the Bills that were a major team. And then they've been struggling with all teams that they should be blowing out and coming back in the second half of, of the game. That's not a, a winning formula heading into the playoffs. So I don't know what they're going to do. So I wish them luck with that. Um, the opposite end of the spectrum is the, the Niners. Uh, they lose their top two quarterbacks and Mr. Irrelevant, who is fully irrelevant. Uh, it continues to fuel this team. Right. And they continue to keep winning and going and going. If, if Chris Sims said that the Niners had a plug and play team, then he would have been right. Uh, but he chose the wrong team and the wrong quarterback to talk about. Um, I'll make sure I take every opportunity to remind his dumb self that um, he's also a very smart person, but that was a dumb take. Um, number five, the Cowboys. Uh, they they have consistently won since Dak has come back. They put points up, but there's a lot of turnover issues, and they're missing some big pieces on, on their defensive end. Uh, they've shown flashes in games that, they can be and beat the best of the best. Uh, but then they also shown how they can absolutely give a game away. Uh, as Sam mentioned earlier, uh, it was one of his winners, but as he's shaky about them, I'm shaky about them. And I'm sure if you talk to realistic Cowboys fans, which I know it's hard to find, uh, but when you talk to some of them, uh, they will probably tell you the exact same thing that they don't know what team they're getting uh, each week, even with them uh, winning right now. Um, at four, the Bengals, uh, they keep on winning. Uh, they look more dangerous than they did last year, which is absolutely scary to me. Uh, with Thorough Burrow, shout out to Dame on that one. Uh, they, they just are going to continue to ball. And I just love that we have the opportunity to see the Bills, the Bengals, and the Chiefs duke it out to see who's going to win the AFC. I think we are we have the fortunate pleasure to watch this unfold in front of our eyes. Uh, number three of my birds uh, definitely dropped down, and that was a they didn't have Jalen Hurts the past two games, uh, and then a lot of holes, in my opinion, were exposed on the defensive side and also on the offensive side of what how stagnant it is if Jalen is not there um, defensively, they continue and and now have the record of uh, uh, the only team to have four players that have double digit sacks, which is absolutely wild. Uh, that has never happened before, but uh, they can get after the quarterback. It's just on the, the back end. What happens? Darius Slay has been caught with his pants down a couple times. Don't really like it. Uh, the secondary is a little bit shaky since uh, losing sauce, uh, my our sauce, uh, <laughs> and then that's it. But two bills, uh, just with that injury that we thought was going to sideline Josh Allen, uh, did not, and the Bills keep winning. Uh, their defense has improved. Uh, their offense since he started throwing. Yep, the pup agrees. The offense since uh, throwing 
the ball to Stefan Diggs has has now changed and elevated, which they should be getting their top playmaker the ball. Um Bills Bills have what we thought they've been in the top three all year. So have the Eagles, and so has this other team, the Chiefs, uh, who is number one. Uh, they just keep doing some uh, crazy things with Patrick Mahomes. And I'm truly, truly curious to see what is going to happen with them. I don't really have much to say about uh, the Chiefs because they just are who we thought they were. So awesome. Jags, Ravens, Chargers, Vikings, Niners, Cowboys, Bengals, Eagles, Bills, and number new number one, the Chiefs there. I have the um, playoff picture. I believe this is accurate. Um, obviously, we're not counting last night's game. Mm-hmm. Um, First round by first uh, number one seed is the Chiefs. Uh, seven would go to number two, which is Patriots at Buffalo. The sixth seed right now is the Ravens. They would go to a game, which is actually, I believe, the game this week. Baltimore at Bengals at Cincinnati. So that'll be interesting to see that if that game happens twice. Um, be interesting. Uh, Chargers would be the five seed. They're going to Jacksonville. Um, the four seed there and the NFC first round by as of right now, the Philadelphia Eagles number seven seed as of right now is the Seahawks. They would play the number two seed, the Niners. The six seed is the Giants. They would play the three seed, the Vikings. And as of right now, the five seed is the Dallas Cowboys. They would go to Tampa Bay and play the Buccaneers. So that's as of right now. Love it put that on instagram or something tomorrow but uh yeah awesome let's uh switch gears here to the nba um programming note or apology when i we we didn't have a show last week it was in between it's that weird time between christmas and mm-hmm. new year's where you just don't know what day it is <laughs> and everything's kind of weird so uh, i didn't have a show but uh apologies are uh in order from me because when i gave the christmas schedule and we spent like 10 minutes talking about the christmas games i gave this schedule for last year's games uh and i didn't even (laughs) notice it until well after the episode was uh posted actually brandon uh, alerted me (laughs) of it or listeners alerted him of it um so apologies there um i screwed up and that's what happens when you do things really quick um that said it was a heck of a day of sports overall all those football games on the on christmas eve and then football and you know the normal slate of awesome basketball games on christmas day dude it was a really fun weekend of sports on top of just the holidays Mm -hmm. Um, much like we just saw this past weekend with the college football we'll get to in a second and uh and um you know nfl and then and basketball too but so apologies there but some great Christmas games happened. Some a lot has transpired in the league since then. Um, I think I think one thing is uh, was it last night or at two nights ago at this point? Uh, your boy Donovan Mitchell, our boy. I love Donovan Mitchell too. First player to drop seventy and ten in NBA history. Um, just he did it on thirty four shots, uh, seven from fifteen from three, twenty two from thirty four from field goal range. Uh, eight boards, man, hell of a performance. You see why the Cavaliers gave up all that they did to get him and throw him to a, a nucleus that already has a lot of great young talent, and it it's paying dividends right now. As 
the the Cavaliers are certainly making a name for themselves in in the East. And um, if you're in in the Garden right now in MSG, you got to be uh, shaking your head because you know why didn't we give up this or what? You know, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell is coming to his own. Absolutely. The Knicks, the Knicks choose a terrible time to stick to their plan. <laughs> like, it's, right. like, it's like you spin and do all this crazy stuff, and now you can get Donovan Mitchell and have any other time Jalen Brunson, Brunson at the same time, and you guys would have done it any other time. But now it's, we want to stick to our plan. We got all these picks. We're not going to do really stuff. We really like this Obi Toppin. Yeah, and, you know, Emmanuel we're just going to stick with what we have, and we're just going to hope that you know, whatever picks that we have are going to pan out to some, we're just going to stick with that. And now you see Donovan over here, just dropping 70. Like this is they, where we, yeah, yes. It, it's so wild to me. That we that have to happened. attach first round picks to trade away guys at this point. And, um, you know, we're worried about first round picks where we just spent the last 25 years, not giving a damn about first round picks, but yeah, dude, your thoughts on, again, your boy, little D Wade, as you, you know, you call you call maybe not little, but um, Donovan Mitchell, Dwayne Wade Jr. At this point, like uh, pretty much hell of a performance last night, and and overall for this Cleveland team. Yeah, that's uh, that Cleveland squad is just so good. They have a lot of extremely really good players on there: uh, Mobley, Allen, uh, Mitchell. Uh, uh, Garland, uh, they just are disgusting over there, and I can't wait to see this young nucleus continue to grow. Um, they they are doing some great things out there in Cleveland, which is wild to say. And it's it's funny if you guys didn't know, like when LeBron left to go to South Beach, at that time Cleveland started building up another really good young team. So uh, I think this is probably just due for LeBron to go back to Cleveland because he likes to just blow it up when basically uh, they have a, a good young nucleus. So we'll see what happens. But no, Dude. all jokes aside, super, super happy for Spider. Uh, yes, I, he just reminds me of of my favorite player, Dwayne Wade, and, uh, and, and one of my favorite players. Um, and And that's just... Yeah, he's just a monster. I wish he would just hang upside down like Spider did on and one mixtape on the rim after he does a dunk. Like I would absolutely love that, but I know they would get a tech. So but he should just I do watched it. that and one uh documentary on Netflix. Did you see that? The, absolutely did. That was, was really absolutely good. amazing. Yes, yeah. I'm super, super happy about that. Bummer that that all fell apart, but um yeah, no, really uh, untold. I forgot what it's the rise and fall of end one or something like that. Uh, totally worth the hour if you're a basketball fan. Uh, yeah, 20 from 25 from free throw um, for, on your free throws too. That's how you win games. That's how you score a lot of points. Only the fifth player with a 70-point game since Wilt. Mm-hmm. That's, say, that's, that's saying something there. But a huge night in the NBA overall on Monday night. Uh, Clay Thompson had 54 points. Um. I, I saw this note today. The Warriors are undefeated when Clay hits 10 plus threes this year. 54 and seven boards, 21 from 39 from field goal range, and 10 from 20 from three point range. There is that just is that this just this year, or is that like all time when Clay hits 10? I think it was just this year, but okay. that would be remarkable if that's right. it. Wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me because you got yeah. stuff on the other end. So yeah. But he also got to remember he's not just hitting 10 threes every night. So there's that too. Um, uh, 
how about this for turning 38 too? LeBron's birthday is famously this, I think, December 30th. He's 45 and 11 since turning 38. He's a, he's a monster. And that reverse dunk he did the other day was yeah. disgusting. That's why I bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely disgusting. You know what's also disgusting? What's up? <laughs> this victory lap I'm about to take because my Nets are back and they won 12 games in a row. When you hear this, I'm hoping 13, uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, it's just, it's amazing when they can just play basketball and not have to deal with anything. See what happens when you win? Things just disappear. <laughs> Nobody talks about any other stuff. All now people are talking about is, where's Kyrie going to sign? And the Nets are streaking. Oh, did you see that put back Kyrie had? Oh, they are him and Kevin Durant together. This is what the Nets team, this is what happens when you win. You shut everybody up. And they're beating people. That, I mean, they didn't just beat some some slouches. They beat the Bucks during this with Giannis out there, right? They're yeah. absolutely destroying teams right now. And it's ironic. This has all happened. I think that since Steve Nash left, they are uh, fifteen and one or sixteen and one since he's gone. Well, they're twenty five and twelve right now. I don't quite. I know it was very early in the season. Yeah, yeah. So. Now this team is finally playing defense. Uh, they have Kyrie on the floor, and Ben Simmons is starting to look like he's trending in the right direction. If he can get anywhere to what he was before, his team is going to be damn near unstoppable, and it's what they built and what they wanted it to be. I'm just super, super geeked, and the crazy thing is, Sam, I have a honest confession. Since his win streak has happened, I have not watched one game. Okay. So, so are you I'm going just to continue. Not watch games? I'm no, I'm just I see highlights, but now I'm I, I'm superstitious with this damn team. So I'm just not gonna watch <laughs> until they lose a game. And then when they do, then I'll start watching again. Who are they playing tonight? Uh I will check for you. So let's uh, see. I hate putting you on the spot there. Oh, it's tomorrow okay. they play uh it's tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow they're in Chicago. Well, when yep, you guys tomorrow hear it. Wednesday is today, so I guess yes. you're right. Tonight. Yes, see, there you go. Good for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, one game back of the Celtics right now, uh, and they got a game in the half on the uh, the Bucks there, second place in in the East. Definitely uh, playing really well. Did you see that girl sign? Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant, like, and he nodded yeah. about yeah. He she never saw Jordan. MJ she was like sorry, MJ. Kevin Durant's my goat. Yep. By the way, I'm only 12. <laughs> Correct. Basically, I've never saw you play, and that's fine because guess what? In this generation, that's all they got to see, right? Some some kids only got to see Kobe, right? Yeah. You, you know, some kids they got to the kids that got to see Kobe were fortunate enough, or maybe not. Maybe they were born after and only got to see LeBron, right? So this is all you get to see, and it's all you have to base it off of. But I mean, Jordan's still the greatest all the time. But anyway, I was thinking today, I'm gonna just take the take it off the rails for a second like when you know basically you don't know like history is happening when you're watching it certainly we've been in, in like unprecedented times within not just sports lately but our world and a lot of unprecedented things and all of all of that going on but like i remember watching like jordan's last finals and you know like the breaking uh russell's ankles and doing all that and like how crazy of an 
memory and an image that is and it's kind of like you look at it now it was so long ago but it was like now it, it's a moment that defines nba history you know yep and, uh, and i got to watch just, it live it's crazy yeah and i it's actually like, got to watch that yeah, yeah we were what 90 1998 uh, ish right was that around the time it was so it was like i, I was 12 so it's kind of like it was a cool vibe to just be yeah mm-hmm. i saw that or you saw like dominant Shaq and kobe or you know lebron willing teams <laughs> or that that crazy lebron block on on Iggy, all the chase like, down yeah yeah mm-hmm. like just stuff like that where it's like kind of you know you talk about the next day but it's like wow i saw that so yeah totally i get that that was a really cool sign i saw last night and for kd to acknowledge it was pretty cool hey uh i did i have a confession to make one of my uh one of my really good friends one of my best friends got married on new year's eve so congrats to to Corey and uh his lovely bride jessica on a, a beautiful wedding and whatnot on new year's eve but i did congratulations not to uh to, and he listens to this podcast a lot so he's a cowboys fan too so um <laughs> sure he loves my takes he uh he lives for your takes <laughs> um but with that said uh i didn't we gave him a lot of hell for scheduling a wedding on on uh new year's eve when all these bowl games happen mm-hmm. certainly i know the outcome the groomsmen we were all like in the limo like watching watching the games on the ESPN app and all that. But uh, your thoughts on uh, on uh, the the two big uh, college football playoff games? Uh, people were asking, why is TCU in the playoffs? Yep. That's why they're in the playoffs is because they've been doing this all year and putting numbers up, and it's hard to stop them once they go. Uh, the other takeaway is that Jim Harbaugh, after not getting Big Blue to go anywhere, two years in a row he's got him into the college playoffs, and two years in a row it's slipped right through their hands. Um, they have some good pieces. Uh, they, they're missing some crucial pieces, but I don't know what happens with the game planning at that point. It looks like each time they get to the bowl, they kind of just lose what got them there almost, right? Um, Ohio State loses and and i felt like this is this hasn't really been one of ohio state's stronger years anyway um but when you're going and the way they went up against georgia yeah (laughs) and that back and forth the numbers that were put up on the board they then show me okay well this is who they could have been all year and they still have a lot of those pieces coming back next year if some of them don't declare from the crazy season that they had um that was just a, a crazy, crazy game. I didn't get to watch all of it because I was out at Hibachi um, for for a New Year's Eve. Um, and, and then I wanted to watch the, the remainder of it at uh, my lady's house with her friends. And uh, yeah, that, that game was just absolutely fire. Um, we've been blessed. We were blessed to get a lot of really, really good games towards the end of 2022, but then also just in totality throughout the year so yeah really really good yeah it's um i i wish i got to see more of them but for you know what i saw and then just watching it um yeah tcu is needs to be taken seriously and and you know georgia almost had it slip through their fingers there but kind of shows you why they're defending champions too i think it'll you know be a, a really fun game next monday night um where is it i think it's in la right um 
I think it's at SoFi, the college football playoff. I could be wrong, but uh, TCU and and Georgia next Monday night. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun to to watch there, and uh, for sure. Um, but I think that's it. You got anything else, man? Uh, we are. Oh yeah. What's that? That's it. You should know. We are. You should know what that means. Penn State won yeah. Rose Bowl. That's it. I uh, was gonna. I, that's I, that was me teeing you up for the Rose Bowl. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that's all I have for that. The, Anything for you? Go ahead. The, the Harbaugh to the NFL rumors started up again. I know he like quote unquote like visited. Didn't he like visit the Vikings the day yep. of signing day last year? Got a big mm-hmm. extension and went back to Michigan. But like, dude, I just can't. It's like we have nothing else to talk about here. It's like Jim Harbaugh flirting with the NFL again. Like, what do you take of these rumors and like what happens from here? Do you think if he actually gets a head coaching job, he's gone? I I know he quickly turned the Niners around. But it's taken it. And I know Michigan, it's harder to recruit in Michigan. It's not like it was Mm -hmm. 20, 30 years ago. But like, I just, it took him so long to turn this program around. And like, as you mentioned, it kind of just slipped through twice now in the last two years. Um, I'm I'm sure he would make a difference on on a football team, on a national football team, you know, NFL team. But I, I just don't care. I got... I don't care about these rumors. Um, if he gets a job, cool. But we've been like the the media has gone crazy for years about Urban Meyer finally going to the NFL. How'd that turn out? Or Nick Saban going to the NFL? <laughs> or, how'd that turn out? Or most of the college quarterbacks, that, excuse me, coaches that go to the NFL. How do how do they turn out? Not right. too great all the time. The hot commodities. I, I've said it to you on numerous occasions, especially when it comes to like basketball in college. Is the hot commodities that come in are sometimes it flashes in the pan and we just need to see it for what it is. I'm looking for, if I'm a GM, I'm looking for longevity. I'm looking for a guy that consistently is winning and winning and you see put in the time and like, like a Sean McVay, right? You, you see that he put in the time all over the places and, and this is why he got the opportunities that he he's, he's given, right? Of course he was under a great tree of coaches, but he put in that time he learned and now you see what happens from there. So it's just watching the guys that are building up teams and seeing that their teams consistently over the seasons are doing it, not just the flash in the pan coach that has the crazy season and then goes to the NFL next season. I don't want that coach. I mean, I just don't. That'd just be me. Yeah, I think I man, head coaches are like are really important. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it with you know, we it was going to be a topic last week. Nathaniel Hackett's gone, right? Like, yep. But instability. But then you see, like, you know, you hear all these things for years about how, like, like great Sean McDermott is, and you put in a position like he was last night, kind of thing. Like it, it. You know, these are schematically these guys are quote unquote geniuses. They are, you know, important, but also what they bring to their teams on the sidelines in the clubhouse all of that too is so important and it really takes you know people to be vested into it and i think that's why you see like urban wire just this isn't you know this isn't columbus man not that they don't take things seriously at ohio state either i mean they certainly do they're historically winning program but you know it's 
nothing comes easy. Um, in the NFL for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just don't care about, uh, I think those are great takes, dude. I, I, I just don't care what happens to Jim Harbaugh. Like I'm sure he'll get an NFL job and I'm sure he'll do okay. But can we just, we have nothing else to talk about, you know? I don't know. Um, I don't even want to talk about Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, he's was kind of the scapegoat for a really bad Russell Wilson season because you can't get rid of Russell Wilson. So, um, yeah, hopefully the the Broncos can fix that. Um, but yeah, that's all, that's all I got. So, uh, you know, with that said, again, our, um, you know, just thinking of um, the Hamlin family and, and DeMar Hamlin himself and, um, you know, hopefully you know, continues to fight and uh, make strides in, in that department. And um, yeah, that's that's what I got, man. So uh, I'm for Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much. Hug your loved ones. Um, and, uh, you know, here's to, uh, to a new year. Peace. This is how I know our wavelengths are connected because I was literally just going to repeat, hug your loved ones three times. Um, but just hug hug somebody that you love. Let them know how much they mean to you every second you can. Hey, Brandon. I love you, man. Love you too, dude. Right, peace.